Hello and welcome to Paranormal Hotline. My name is Michael and I'm joined by Katie. Hello. And this is our first episode of October 2021, so we decided to get really spooky with it on the run up to Halloween. Yeah. And I decided to go with a classic, a vampire. But the vampire I want to talk about today probably isn't one that people are expecting because we're Irish and Irish people have a really cool history with vampires. But if you have a history with vampires, we'd love to hear about it. So you can message us on Twitter at ParanormalHL email us at paranormalhotlinepodcast at gmail.com or if you're a member of our Patreon you can just message us in the Discord and as a quick side note guys we've been getting a fantastic response from people sending us their own paranormal encounters or sightings and they're always a fascinating read and we've gotten permission from a few people who sent them in to allow us to talk about them on the show so we won't be doing it today but it's coming up pretty soon but anyway uh, a quick rundown on the modern vampire because it's changed a lot over the last century really quickly. So like most people think of vampire, they think of Dracula. So you kill it with a stake to the heart, it can change into a bat and it sucks blood. That's the stuff that's like mostly known. But nowadays vampire is kind of different because you have stuff like Twilight. Um, what was the show called? Like True Blood or something? Yeah. And then Vampire Diaries. So vampires nowadays are just supposed to be like very sexy. I mean, there was always kind of a sexy element to vampires. Even with Dracula, it was kind of sexual yeah but like even like with dracula there's supposed to be like this big romance with the character i think it's mina but in the book i think they have like one conversation and then he bites her neck at night yeah but he bites her neck over a couple of nights it's just the whole concept of especially back then when it was written like this man sneaking into her room you know it was kind of it was considered kind of sexual but i think what most people know about like dracula is the whole drinking blood and turn into a bat but he can turn into other animals too like wolves and stuff and he has a totally insane amount of powers. He can ride on like shafts of moonlight. He can summon mists. He can do a lot of weird shit. He can ride shit. on shafts of moonlight. Yeah, so like if there's a moonbeam coming down past his building, he can jump out the window and ride the <laughs> moonbeam down to the ground. That's insane. But like the modern vampire then is just basically super strong and tough and sexy. Which works for it, but like I want a super powered demon vampire. Yeah. <laughs> But, like, the stories that come from Dracula have been amazing, from books to movies and stuff like that. Like, I'll fight anyone that says the Hugh Jackman Van Helsing is shit. Yeah, I really like that movie. Because that movie knows what it is and it runs yeah. with it. But you've told me at least 12 times now that Dracula was actually the second well-known Irish vampire well, story. Well, no, he was the first well-known, but there was one before it that was... It, it's the same story, nearly, but uh, it featured a lesbian couple, so it never really got the credit that it deserved. Yeah, Carmilla. Yeah. Yeah, but when I was looking at it properly, it really is the same story. Like, she turns into a cat, so Dracula turns into a wolf. Like, it's just... It's literally the same story, basically. Although I do like the way the Dracula story is told through, like, the letters and everything. Yeah, Carmilla was written, like, five years... Or it came out at least five years before Dracula did. Yeah. But if you've heard the name Carmilla before, it's because whenever you have a movie or show about vampires, there's always going to be at least one vampire woman named Carmilla. Like, the Van Helsing movie I mentioned earlier had her be one of Dracula's brides, which is kind of insulting because she was a lesbian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She was still based on something, which is what I want to talk about today, because the author, Sheridan Lefanu, took influence from a few places. Now, there's books about vampires in Eastern Europe that he dove into, and then there was local legends. And one of the local legends I want to focus on is the Darug Du, 
which is really cool. So the Derek Dew is a legend from Waterford and there's a few different versions, but the one I'm going with today is the one that's most common. So it's bits and pieces from all of them, but they make up the most common story that you'd hear about. And it's most likely what helped influence kind of the Carmella story. Which influenced Dracula. So, yeah, exactly. So this one is the original Dracula. Sweet. So it's basically like stereotypical, to be honest. A beautiful young woman fell in love with a poor man, but her dad was a nobleman and wanted to marry her off to someone more suitable for her station. So he chased off her lover and set up a marriage to a nearby rich chieftain. Now, the chieftain had a reputation for pretty much being pure evil, but the dad had money on his mind and basically sold her into marriage to him. And this was something that worried a lot of the local people of Waterford because she was incredibly well known and liked in the area. Like everyone just thought of her as this beautiful, sweet, kind young girl. But as soon as they're married, she realizes what kind of man he is, probably because he locked her in a tower and only visited her to like sleep with her or torture her. And she kept expecting like her boyfriend to show up and save her, but he couldn't really do anything about it without getting instantly killed by the chieftain and his men. And eventually she decides to kill herself because she hates everyone and everything for the life she's been given, but the chieftain kind of expected this because he went out of his way to make sure she had no way of harming herself. So like he took sharp things out of the room, he stole her shoelaces and stuff, stuff oh, like that. Like, shoelaces? Yeah, like they do in prison, you're not allowed to have shoelaces. And the tower she was in, depending on the version of the story, the windows were either boarded up or there was just no windows at all, so she couldn't just take a leap of faith out the window. She eventually figures out how to do it, because she has no other solution, so she starts to slowly starve herself to death. That's sad. Yeah, she starts to slowly starve herself to death. Now, obviously this takes a while, but eventually she manages to succeed. And as I said, she was really well loved by the local people, and at the time there was rites performed at funerals to prevent someone with, I guess the best way to describe it is an evil soul, from rising up and tormenting people as a ghost or whatever. But because everyone loved her, nobody thought that, like, we don't need to do this for her. She's always been so sweet. Why would we? <laughs> because of all the shit that had happened to her, she basically died full of hatred and want, and, like, she forced herself to starve to death. That takes a lot of anger. Yeah, that's uh, not an easy thing to do. And since they didn't perform the rites and didn't cover the grave with rocks to keep her down there, she came back and she came back with a vengeance. So they used to do this to everyone? Or just people who died it, in bad ways? It wasn't even people who died in bad ways. It was more people who were like, he was an absolute bastard, let's make sure he doesn't come back. Okay. On the first anniversary of her death, she crawled out of her grave and went to the home of her dad, who sold her. Jesus. And like I said, there's a few versions here, but the most common one I found, and I didn't notice, um, was she wasn't able to get into the house. She couldn't enter. So she had to go outside and call for her, like, through her sleep in dad's window until he was shocked and thought it was the return of his loving daughter and invited her inside. Oh, uh, big mistake, buddy. Yeah, she quickly pressed her lips to his and sucked Ew. out his life. Oh my gosh, she sucked the life out of him. <laughs> I know, hot. That's... Although, no way, it was her dad. Ugh, dude. But, like, she didn't suck out his blood. It was actually, like, his, his like, life, life energy. Damn. And then with her dad drained to a husk, she moves on to her husband's house and she finds him mid-orgy and she's furious about how he treated her. Yeah. Because when she would died, like, and was buried, before her funeral, he had remarried. But uh, when she, went, like, grabbed him, she was absolutely epileptic. And she not only drew out his life, she, like, drank all of his blood. Oh, damn. So now she's, like, filled with this thirst for blood. And she's really attractive looking so she can <laughs> lure young men in. Yeah. So what she would do is every year on her anniversary, she would get out of her grave and she would go and find young men walking at night and draw them in close, then 
bite down on their neck until she had drained them dry. Jesus. When is her anniversary? Uh, on the year of her, on the day she died, but I couldn't find out when exactly it was. Aww. But eventually, after year after year of people getting drained of blood on the same day, they kind of figured out what was going on when they were like, hey, isn't this the day that poor girl died? These people are getting killed by what witnesses are saying is an attractive young girl that kind of looks a lot like her. That took way too long for them to figure out. Like, way Definitely. too long. <laughs> to be fair, though, like, if you've never heard of Dracula because it hasn't been written yet, your first thought isn't going to be vampire. I'm pretty sure it's they knew what vampires psychopath. were. Well, they weren't even called that because vampire uh, means leeches and they came from like Hungary or Moldova or one of those countries. Yeah, yeah, but they had like other words for it. But um, eventually they kind of figured out what was going on and they decided we're going to put stones over her grave so she can't get out again. Literally, like they're just going to cover it with rocks and let it be the future's problem. All right. <laughs> but I did read like read some other cool stuff while I was looking into her story. And when he was writing Carmilla, there was a book called... Treaties on the apparitions of spirits and on vampires are revenants of Hungary, Moravia, Moldova, etc. And I really want to get a copy of this book because it's basically about ghosts in Eastern Europe that were killing ghosts and vampires, killing people and how to kill the creatures back. So one story has a priest and basically he noticed on the first night that a man went missing and someone was seen but they didn't get a good description. He noticed on the second night someone else went missing, but the description matched someone who died like two weeks ago. And then on the third night, he dressed up as a drunk and went home, like on the way home. And the vampire tried to grab him, so he chopped off its head with an axe. And that was how we figured out how to kill him, it was like decapitate him like a zombie. I mean, if it works. <laughs> there was another one with um, a soldier who was traveling home after war and went into an inn and sat down for a meal. And another man came in and sat down beside him while he was talking to the owner of the inn and it scared the shit out of him. And when the man got up and left without saying a word, the owner of the inn told the soldier that was my dad and he died 10 years ago. Jesus. So like they were like, okay, that's kind of weird. And then they found two bodies outside of the inn, which is why the man wouldn't eat. Yeah. But like apparently that's another one for like the invitations that vampires need to come into places. Yeah. Because it kind of it adds to it and it also kind of muddles it a bit because the story was that he had been invited in when he was alive so it still counted now that he was dead but there was another one as well where a soldier and like it's always soldiers and priests but um he found a vampire and he tried to cut off its head but he couldn't do it so he waited until it was asleep and he drove a massive nail through its skull with essentially Jesus. a sledgehammer but yeah, Stake Through the Heart is kind of cool too, but personally, Nail Through the Skull. Yeah. <laughs> but I want to touch on Dracula again for a second, because there's an edition of Dracula that came out in like, I think it was 2000, that actually had all of Stoker's notes on it. So like, you can see what inspired this, this, and this, and it's a oh. very commonly accepted idea that Dracula was based on Vlad the Impaler. But from looking at these notes and stuff, he never actually looked into Vlad the Impaler as an influence more than he did anyone else. But apparently, like, when it comes to vampire mythos, like... <laughs> one of the most popular, not even popular, one of the main things that contributes to changing the story of the vampire are movies. Yeah. So, like, I mentioned Twilight earlier, but, like, you have, oh, what was it called? The Lost Boys, which kind of made it look like these reckless psychopaths compared to Dracula, who was creepy and kind of Yeah, weird. I'm pretty sure The Lost Boys was one of the first, like, teenage vampire movies. Probably the first, I think. Yeah, where it's like they're drunk on eternal youth and like just sadistic. Yeah. And like Dracula was meant to be sadistic and so was Carmilla, but like they're basically 
posh sadistic. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. And then you have Interview with a Vampire, because I watched that recently, and I think that's where gay vampires come you from. You think that's where gay vampires come from and not Carmilla? Well, she's a lesbian. Yeah, that's gay. Yeah, but I mean, like, if you if someone mentioned a gay vampire, like your first thought's going to be of the type that was in Interview with a Vampire with the two men who were raising a child together. <laughs> yeah, okay. After one sucked on the other one's neck. That's what all vampires do. That's not gay. <laughs> yeah, but they don't move in together into a stylish townhouse and raise a child. Who'd want to raise a child for all of time? Yeah, that was a bad move. But then, like, you get around to the 2000s and then vampires are, like, a hot taboo. Until eventually they're just like, oh yeah, Twilight. But there's some things that have been given and some things that have been taken away. Like, Carmela could go out during the daytime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Carmela could go out into the daytime and then as time went on, it kind of like, okay, no, you're safe during the day. They can only come out at night. And like, even in the new ones now, like, they can't transform or anything into any creatures. Yeah. I haven't seen, like, the only thing I've seen in the last 20 years, like, oh God, yeah, it's 2021. <laughs> in the last 20 years that's been like a serious not even serious but like a film with vampires that have been able to transform into beasts at will is what we do in the shadows which I, I think might be the best representations of vampires right now I haven't watched the series but the movie's definitely up there especially when like your man yeah. eats the chips and he starts vomiting blood and he starts vomiting because he can't eat real he's food like, I can't even have chips <laughs> I love that guy. <laughs> I even remember Simpsons having a joke about it when I was younger, that if you kill the vampire, you kill, it kills every vampire he's yeah. made, which wasn't in, like, the older stuff. That is pretty cool, though. I don't know. Imagine you were just walking down, like, around town one day and you just dropped dead because someone killed your man. Yeah, but, like, it could happen anyway. You could drop dead in town no matter what. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but at least I'd like to be held responsible. Like, I'd like to be the one responsible for it. Nah. No, there was some really cool stuff, though, when I'm looking into it. Just, like, how vampires went from this, like, religious, almost, like, warning tale. Like, oh, don't go out at night. Don't be a lesbian. <laughs> don't stay... They at strange men's castles. I mean, like, <laughs> you the original, original vampires were just from, like, the medieval peasants, wasn't it? They would, someone would die and then they'd dig up a dead body and they'd find, like, blood dripping from the lips and stuff. And they'd think that they'd gone up in the night and eat, drinking blood and stuff. But really, it was just the way the body was decomposing. Yeah, like, um, one of the ones I was reading was they dug up this guy because they thought he might be a vampire and they noticed his corpse was fresh so they set it on fire but when people were like talking about this story down the line they were like well due to the way the coffin was and the fact it was buried in like wet land when they would have opened up the coffin his body would have started to swell so it wouldn't look yeah. emaciated it would yeah, just yeah, be yeah. rotting so their first thought was Jesus Christ look how full he is he's been <laughs> gorging on blood yeah it's all the same with the fingernails as well they would say the fingernails were growing and their hair was longer and stuff like that but it was but just it was the, the skin, skin tightening yeah exactly it's just not a knowledge of how bodies decompose but even that like even the drinking blood has changed over the course of time like before it was just something they did to keep their youth and they could even look younger if they drank a lot of it like with Carmilla but nowadays it's just like they have to drink blood it's a per like it's a permanent need yeah it's like eating food it just needs to be done like I just I don't know I like the fact that we have like two really good iconic vampires here but yeah guys hopefully you enjoyed that and again if you have any like cool vampire facts or stories you want to know tell us about just write us on twitter or email or if like you're a Patreon member, you can always message us in the Discord. And if you're not and you want to support us, you can always do so at patreon.com forward slash paranormal hotline. So have a good week. Don't trust sexy people at night and don't invite dead people into your houses. 
Bye. Bye.